Hello there, and you are listening to Radio Local. If this is your first stop, then do check out our previous episodes. You've entered the world of a newsreel Asia podcast that's a collaboration with India's community radio stations. There are more than 400 of them in India. 400. Now that's huge. I've said it before, but I really have to emphasize it again and again that this project is super duper special. It involves truly local reporters. These are people who are actually in the know and interact with your subjects over many, many days, even months. In case you're wondering how we came up with this idea, I'm just going to rewind. In early 2022, I was in Rameshwaram, a noisy fishing village in southeastern India. I was there to teach folks how to record, mix audio, that kind of stuff. The people of all ages that participated were familiar with radio thanks to Kadal Osai, a community radio station. Kadal Osai aired interviews extremely relevant to the community, like a program drilling the significance of life jackets, for instance, or the pitfalls of open defecation. When they listen to our radio, they should be either benefited financially or mentally or for their life. That's Gayatri Usman. She heads Kadalose. We were lucky to have Gayatri help us stitch together Radio Local, a from the ground audio documentary series. These stories would be reported by community radio reporters who have social, historical and political context for the hyper local stories that they narrate. Season 1 of this Newsreel Asia production focuses on South India. This germ of an idea transformed to reality thanks to Community Radio Association of India and Rohini Nalakani Philanthropies. Our fourth story was reported by Satya Mali Reddy of Radio Ala based in Kakinada in the South Indian state of Andhra Pradesh. It's a story of farms becoming arid and water getting polluted because of a new booming industry. So Satya how did you come across this story Always we are connecting to the officials frequently we are doing dialor collector or dialor MLAs so one farmer think uh, if radio ala will help their issue so they came to our office and told about their uh, issue what is happening in their village and in in their lands What was worrying these farmers Let's find out in Radio Local's fourth episode Fishy Business Forty-five-year-old Chakravarti decided to return to his hometown of Korangi after spending years in Kakinada, a bigger town in Andhra Pradesh that was 22 kilometers away. My father, 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 my father. He had moved for his children's education, and now he was coming back to Korangi. But I imagine my father was coming back to Korangi. Kurangi was his retirement plan. Kurangi was a beautiful village where lush green paddy fields spread out on both sides of canals. 
these channels snake through mangroves. There was plenty of food, fish and good air. But all this was now in the past. On his return, Chakravati noticed that things had gotten grimy. Villagers were no longer drinking water from their wells or from the river. They were buying portable water. The water, he heard, was polluted. That struck Chakravarti as absurd because Korangi has one of the largest mangroves in India and the quality of water has always been good. This is because mangroves trap sediment with their roots. It was a natural filtration system. Moreover, these tropical trees sucked nutrition from harmful runoff and prevented suffocating algal blooms. What had corrupted the water quality? Kurangi is an ocean of rice fields. More recently, though, rectangular pools have smudged across this emerald green landscape. Small turbines stuck to tiny paddle boats were in spin along some stretches. These are actually symbolic of aquaculture farms. It's a booming industry where some people raise fish and shrimp in man-made water bodies. Many of these aquaculture farms were scooped out of plots dotted with trees or shrubs. Now, summers seemed harsher on these stretches as shades of trees disappeared. Increasingly, climate change has made harvests unpredictable. So many farmers are switching to aquaculture. It's a business that seems lucrative as it requires fewer workers than farm work. There's no harvesting, weeding, planting, just feeding the fish and cleaning the ponds. In fact, Andhra Pradesh, the state where Chakravarti lives, has become one of the largest producers of farmed fish and shrimp in India. The impact on paddy fields has been harsh. Many farms in these regions are fed through winding canals that flow from higher to lower level lands. As aquaculture farms appear amidst agricultural land, the wastewater from this activity flows into paddy fields. Runoffs from aquaculture farms spews extra salt into the soil, reducing soil fertility and injects harmful bugs. All of this could have serious implications for the country's food security and biodiversity. What Lamanjadamlo, Adikarlu, Kuni, Pralopalik Lobadi, Chatan Tongaladoki, Kuni Anumatrevodam, Nishadin Chapadina, Rasayanalu, Chapel Cherulagani Pantan. That's Dr. Satyanarayana, another farm owner. He worries that rules for pesticide limits are not being followed. Moreover, illegal permissions are being given by officers to use banned pesticides. 
అదంతా ఆ భూమిలోకి ఇంకిపోతుంది మేడం ఆ విపరీతమైన మందులు ఉపయోగించడం వల్ల అక్కడ నేలంతా పొల్యూట్ అయిపోతుందండి చక్రవర్తి అగైన్ what he's saying is that as land has increasingly become infertile farmers and landlords are being forced to sell their land ee raithulu em chestunnarante inka maanestunnarani beedu bhoomulaga vilestunnaru madam kotha mandante ms ki velipothunnarandi ala undu madam and this is meant that land laborers have lost their jobs now one would think that aquaculture farms would probably hire them but these farms don't really require that much labor and so many of the farm laborers have been forced to pack their belongings and move to other areas this could have serious long term consequences ట్రాన్స్పోర్ట్ and unseasonal rains that are affecting harvests. That's a worrying prospect, especially considering that India is one of the world's largest producers of rice. And this means that these new developments will hurt global food prices. That's Abulu, a boatman who has seen the impact of aquaculture on the local economy. Satya, Radio Ala's reporter, took his boat to wind through canals and reach a few farms in the area. Abulu has seen fewer and fewer laborers take his boat to reach farm these days. it's affected his income too rice rice kulolu nandi roje ante attiti daarte oka 5 rupayalo ila vatta untandi kulolu daarchandi andu munje em raadani man rice le avunnunte 2000 1400 oka manshi 2000 ettadanu oka manshi 1500 ettadanu the boatman abulu said that the decline in employment and harvest is having a ripple effect through the community making it harder for people to make ends meet naturally ga ochina konni jeevajathulni almost ala varaku antarinchipoyindi that's dr satyanarayana again ee antarinchipothana vrksha sampadani neetilo unna matsya sampadani manam kaapadukovali adi ecological balance ni maintain cheyadaniki upayogapadi jeevarasulni manam bhavitaralaki andinchagalaga he worries that if aquaculture continues to grow as an unhindered industry without following environmental norms then korangi's biodiversity rich ecology stands to be grievously injured satya what was it like to report this story so first thing we uh, think about the livelihoods of the families then environment then uh, water and pollution of water they, uh, there are two zones one is aqua zone and one is non aqua zone but why uh, officials are given license to non aqua zone uh, area 
that is they know that is not right to give non aqua zone to convert into aqua my mother living 65 or 70 80 because she taken good healthy food and good water what about my next generation my kid So that's it for this episode. None of this would have been possible without the support of my fabulous associate producer Shiksha Jural, who has been such a pillar of support, walking her talk to design posters, logos, and planning our interactions and reportage. A big thanks also to News Relations founder Vishal Arora, who promptly thumbs up the teeny weeny germ of an idea that came to grow roots only much much later. The Foxy Lilting background score has been produced by Paul Jacob of Bodhi Music with folk artists from around South India. The mastering has been done by Chennai based Digi Sound Studio. That's it from me. See you next month. Bye-bye.